Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, everybody. The podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times. And in today's episode, we have Karina back in the house. And the reason she's here is because we've gotten into a lot of juicy conversations about standards and ideals. It's a talk that we've both given multiple times in different environments. And it's a topic that has really helped me a lot to quantify why in certain situations I am not happy because my standards were lower or they weren't in sync with my ideals. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, or if you'd like to understand in much more depth what it is that I'm talking about in terms of standards and ideals, then why don't you hop in to this delicious soup of a conversation that Karina and I have built, constructed for you. So let's go. Welcome back, everybody. We have a special guest. She has a special voice just for you. It's been refined and perfected through the season of colds. It sounds really cool. Please welcome back Karina Mendez to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Nice to be here again. and happy to come back with Andrew Love, a duel of talking about important things that we discussed before and we want to share more than only conversation between each other but with all of you guys so excited to share this conversation together yeah 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 so wait before we move on for the sake of yourself and your own sanity and the public let's have this out let's have this out in the open what is your actual name because in the programs you've been karina cunningham you've been karina mendez cunningham and you've been karina mendez so which one are you who's the real karina (laughs) my husband's last name is cunningham which i respect and love and i don't mind to be called karina cunningham but my real and which is gonna stay as my last name is mendez which is from my family of original and that's how i'm gonna stay karina mendez for the rest of my life for now because that's the tradition of my country or my region to keep your last name even if you're married my kids will have both of our last names, and that's it. So I'm still Karina Mendez, along Cunningham. I'm not going to be offended if you call me Karina Cunningham. So she's all of the above. Yeah, that's helpful, because it's probably worth looking into like the articles on our website to see how many different variations of your name there are. Because now I get nervous, because I know that you were many things, and I thought you were Karina Mendez, but I can call you anything I want, it sounds like. Be very loose. (laughs) Okay, cool. With this podcast, especially with you, we talk about a lot of things just briefly in our talks, in our seminario that we give. But we don't go deep into it because there's just so much information and it's not always the most practical thing. But one matter that we've brought up peripherally that I've been thinking a lot more about is the importance between standards and ideals and delineating the two, understanding both separately, but then also understanding how one feeds into the other and figuring that whole thing out. Because I feel like if we can understand our own standards clearly and our own ideals clearly and where we fall short and where we're doing well, then it just makes our whole life a lot clearer. Because I think a lot of people out there, you might agree, they have a lot of desires, but they have no idea where they stand. They're like, I want to be rich. But their money standards are abysmal. They're very confused. They have all sorts of feelings. Like, I want this, 
but I feel like this. So it's hard to separate fantasy from reality and all sorts of stuff. So let's get into it. What's the difference between a standard and an ideal? Let's unpack that together. Yeah. So I think the difference between a standard and ideal is like, ideal is what you want, what you think you want and you strive for, like what you say that your values are, what you would like your life to look like. And then your standards is what you actually do or what actually happens in your life. So for example, this happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I always say that my ideal, I would like to have an organized house, organized and clean house. That's kind of like my ideal. But telling you the truth, the last couple of months, my house has been like no prioritized, kind of like just something that I will take care of once a week and then will not represent my ideal. So that was kind of like starting to bother me deeply because I will come home and I will feel embarrassed by looking around. It's like, what is this? In my ideals, level of ideals, because even if it wasn't maybe someone that likes to live in disorder and don't have any ideals in this area, will come to my house and it's like, would not care at all and will feel like everything is so clean and organized. But for me, with my ideals, my standards were not at the level of my ideals. So I dedicated myself a couple of days to actually reorganize everything, to make it easy, to keep my standards at the level of my ideals. And nowadays it's easy for me. I cannot stand having dishes not clean, for example. And I clean them in the morning so I can sit in my house and feel like it's clean and organized. I think like it makes a big difference and that's the difference between an standard and ideal because an ideal can be a little bit in your mind, but your standard will tell you if you're actually living up to your ideals or not. If you maintain certain standards, they'll lead you towards your ideals, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. It's something that like standards is every day. It's not something that you can do once a month or something like that. It's every day because every day you're keeping that standard. Yeah, it's not negotiable. I'm the same way about dishes and about cleanliness is like if I come home and it's really late and I'm really tired, but there are dishes in the sink, those dishes are going to get washed and I'm not going to spend any time yelling at anybody or like asking why are my dishes done? I'm just going to do them because I can't sleep if there are dirty dishes in the sink because I just hate it. I just don't like it. It feels so much better to wake up with a bunch of clean dishes ready to go for the next day. I just can't. It's non-negotiable. So in that way, it's what I personally need to have in my life in order to feel okay about things, to maintain my sanity. I can't have shoes everywhere. I can't have a mess in the house. We have three kids. We have a small place, but it has to be clean. Otherwise, I just can't think straight and I just feel gross. I feel like absent-minded, scatterbrained. If it's a scatter house, I feel scatterbrained. So I think that's important because a lot of people would like to have a certain standard, but they don't yet have that standard. And it's good to acknowledge that. Let's say you really want a clean house, but you're a messy person. Well, that's your standard. What you allow yourself to live with is messy. And that's like admitting that doesn't make you a better or worse person than anybody else. It's just your standards, what you're okay with. How can somebody raise their standards? That's a good question. Let's say you're a messy person. 
how do you upgrade from one standard to the next? Have you ever done that? Yeah, actually, yes. In this area, I have a bunch of examples, but if you live long enough, day by day, in a certain environment, then you get used to, to that. That works for hiring your standards or lowering your standards. So, yeah. for example, if you allow yourself to use your phone more than 30 minutes per day and you just allow yourself one day, two days, three days, then basically that's going to be your standard. But, for example, probably all of you have experienced a week in a workshop or a week in some kind of environment where you didn't need to look at your phone at all and you didn't look at social media at all for one week, then you are like, wow, what happened here? It feels different. And once you come back to 30 minutes, it feels like disgusting. You know, it's like, what is this? The longer you keep it day by day, the higher your standard can be or lower your standard can be, right? So depending on, for example, in this case of the cell phone, if you get used to, so it's get used to, to something. So getting used to, to live in a certain way, one day, two days, three days, 90 days, and then it's harder to come back. Yeah. It works with food. It works with exercise. It works with cleanliness in the house. And it works with habits as well. I cannot imagine going to bed without brushing my teeth. Oh my God. Forget about it. Forget about it. Might as well just die. But you know what's interesting? I realize this a lot. So first of all, you cleaned up your house when Robert was away at an event. Because we just did a bunch of events. So... You had the space to do it. With our traveling that we just did, we did a lot of like weekend workshops. So we were away for three, four days at a time. I realized that my standard for eating a certain way was thrown out the window when I was traveling very quickly. And, and my exercise regimen gets thrown out the window very easily because all of a sudden you're in a new place. And you're like, oh, I don't need to work out today. Or, oh, I can have a burger instead of salad. And then actually quite quickly, when we met in Chicago, our first meal together was burger and fries, limitless fries, right? And what's crazy is I've been measuring myself. I have this really cool scale that measures not just my weight, but my body mass, bone density, all this stuff. When we were in Chicago that weekend, I gained five pounds in one weekend and then I lost it as soon as I came back. But like you said, your environment can really influence your standards. And if you change your environments, all of a sudden, the standards that you think you have are very adaptable to that new environment. So it's really important to be aware of that as well. If you are in a situation that maybe you have a certain standard when you're at home, like I am this kind of person at home, but maybe you're a different kind of person at work or at school and you have a different kind of standard. So this conversation applies not just overall in your life, but there's different areas in your life where you have different standards, which is important because if you have certain ideals that you're striving for in life, it's good to know where these different parts of your life, are they all taking you to the same place? Or do you have some areas of your life that kind of take you in the wrong direction? You know what I mean? Like for me, being healthy is a huge priority, but apparently it's not that big of a priority when I travel. So I probably either to change that or travel less because one way or another it's going to wear me down over time right when do you think it is worth to compromise your standards because is it even worthy 
to compromise our standards because what you're sharing right now is an example of compromise. Like you change environment, then you compromise your standards. Is it even this worth compromising your standards and when? That's a great idea to explore because I think many people do and their desire to want to fit in becomes more important than their standards that have gotten them so far in life. And so we see this actually in high school where good kids end up hanging out with the wrong crowd. They end up smoking, drinking, dating, all this stuff that is beneath their standards that they grew up with, but they are compelled so much to fit in that it it supersedes their desires to want to maintain their standards. And I don't think that's a good idea. So that's like an example of when not to compromise your standards. But when you get married, think about it. There's no way that you're going to get married with somebody with all of the exact same standards about every aspect of life as yourself. And so obviously food, for example, is good for me. Like I was such a health nut and I would only eat salads. I would never eat rice and carbs and burgers and stuff like that. And then I got married to somebody who only eats red meat and carbs. So in the beginning, I was trying to brainwash her to be like me because that was my standard. When we got married, she'd never had a real salad in her life. We got married when she was 30. The only salad she'd ever had up until that point in life was from McDonald's. Think about that, right? So we both had to come to the middle. And now we've created this hybrid where my body's getting used to her food and her body's getting used to my food. And it's somehow working. But that was like, this has been 10 years in progress where if I ate too much of her food and I lowered my standard of what I know my body needs, then I would gain weight and I wouldn't feel good. My sleep would be all messed up. But if she went too far in my direction, she would also feel lightheaded because she wasn't eating enough red meat because that's her standard. So now we've had to compromise because we're not just going to create two lunches and two dinners and all that every meal. That's craziness. It kind of has to happen. Have you had to make any compromises with Robert since you guys got together? Yeah, definitely. One area is actually spirituality. Mine, like we will do Hondoke and pray every day together. (laughs) (laughs) And that was kind of like my standard. We were going to do that. But for him, that feels forced. It's not (sighs) natural. So it kind of like lose the authentic connection with God if we do it as a ritual. So he doesn't like rituals, which is kind of like a reaction from his family. I had to compromise my standards. But then at some point as well, I had to learn that, okay, that's Robert's standards. And I can compromise in the area of doing it together. But for several months, I wasn't doing anything because I was waiting to do it together. And I realized that, okay, he might not connect that way or don't need that, but I need that. So I had to come back to my standards. And like, even if I'm married with this person, I'm still an individual who can take decisions of doing my own spiritual practices by myself. So taking that time for myself and with God, it, even if that looks different, that I imagine that we will do it as a couple. So that was an example of our process in that area. I think that's a great example. I had the same thing where I remember waking up early every day and doing my spiritual conditioning and my wife would just lump of sleepy flesh in bed, just ah. Uh, kind of snoring away. And in the beginning, it bothered me. But then I realized 
this is just what I need. And so I continued it to feed me because I need it from my standards. Your standards should be there, not out of guilt or out of pressure, some outside pressure, but as a way to bring the best out of you. Like I have high standards so that I can have the highest quality of life. So I maintained that standard for myself until she could see that it was benefiting me. And then she tried it. And then she hopped on my standard eventually. And then she kind of adapted, not because I forced her, but because she could see the benefits I was receiving from it. Hey, if you're getting something good from this episode, you will probably really enjoy our other podcast, The Blessed Couple Podcast, where we talk about how to create a smashing marriage and experience God in the process. And yes, we talk a lot about sex. We have incredible guest speakers that I think you're going to really love. All you have to do is search for Blessed Couple Podcast on your favorite podcast player or just click the link in the description of this episode. Thanks. Back to the show. When you have standards, to understand why you have these standards and if they're non-negotiable, to do it without feeling like other people have to do it. And if it's really sincere, most likely other people like your spouse or friends or whatever will adapt to your standard because it's a sincere thing that they can see benefits you. So to lose your standards is to lose a part of you, to be honest. It's like it makes you you. It helps to make you you, for sure. Yeah, and that's why it's so important that your standards are connected with your ideals and you're clear about that. And that is for you, as you were saying. Nobody likes to go to eat with that vegetarian or <laughs> vegan friend who judge others who eat meat. Their standards is like not to eat meat, but at the same time, they judge other people who doesn't follow that same standard, right? Like looking down and, oh, I'm better than you because I have this standard. So nobody wants to hang out with that kind of person. That's the same thing about the standards and ideals. You can have your own standards and that is fine. And I think each person will decide what is worth fighting for. Some people have very strong unflexible standards and they don't allow themselves to marry with someone that this complicates things is this a standard worth fighting for or not and then okay what are my priorities what is actually my ideal like if you had to live with five standards that will create the ideal that you want for your life which one they will be prioritize them and don't compromise on those for example, in my case, I don't do the bed every day and I just have low that standard in my house. It's like, it's not something I'm going to fight for. Yes, the dishes, but not the bed. Sometimes you don't need to have the highest standard in everything. And it's actually impossible to have the highest standards on everything because the idea of perfectionism, it can trick you too. Because in this area, so many people, in order to be perfect, but the intention of wanting to be perfect is to feel like they deserve love so we have to be careful what are our intentions on this searching for perfectionism because it can trick us more than help us but at the same time we don't want to compromise in our core main standards so everything is kind of like a balance and understanding where are our intentions and what is our ideal right yeah absolutely I think that's really important too the idea that in terms of standards if you have a high standard it should be because it makes you feel stronger, clearer, more connected to God, more connected to 
your potential because you're striving for something in life. And if you have a high standard with good ideals that are really aligned with the type of person that you want to be, those high standards will give you energy. Like the difference between fasting, like, okay, I want to fast. If you have a really good reason to do it, it's actually quite easy and it's empowering to fast. I did a seven day. I think a lot of people in our faith did a seven day fast for the blessing. It was super easy for me, but I also did a 40 hour fast just for no reason, just to show off or whatever. I was hanging out with some people and it was hell. I think I cheated in the end because I was in Subway and they have those delicious cookies and I couldn't resist because my motivation wasn't clear. So everything is stressful and chaotic if you have the wrong motivation. And your ideal is kind of like your motivation and your standards are the vehicle that are going to get you there. If you have the wrong motivation for your standards, like to want to look good. I was just watching a movie where one person had to have a really clean car and if they didn't, they would feel like they were worthless. Like that's a really external standard that's based off of fear and all this stuff, right? So standards at the end of the day should be from a healthy place that bring the best out of you rather than out of fear or anything like that. Sometimes admitting that you have a lower standard in some areas that are not connected with your contradictions, or with your ideals, yeah. is helping too. I remember before getting to the matching process, I wanted to become a matching candidate, but I wanted to get to a certain level to become a matching candidate. And I remember walking and I was like, man, I'm not there yet. And then I just like, okay, accept that you're not there yet. And then just slowly walk toward that direction. And yeah. I just said, okay, this is where I want to go. I know I'm not there yet, but okay, what I can do today, tomorrow, and the next day to get me closer to it. And that's okay. It's like accepting you, even with lower standards, but knowing where direction are you going to. Yeah. You need that polarity of those ideals. Because without the ideals and you're just focusing on your standards, then you're left with shame or justification, right? That whole thing of like, oh, I suck because I'm not as fit as I want to be or my sexual integrity is not good. And all you're doing now is comparing yourself to others. Or you're trying to justify yourself and say, well, it's not that bad. I've been talking to a lot of guys lately who are like, apathy is a very strong coping mechanism that people are using these days just to get through life. But when you have your ideals and you have a healthy relationship with your ideals, it's like, well, I'm not where I want to be, but I can see where I want to be. And now based on my standards, I can see why I'm not there yet. And so I don't need to judge myself or I don't need to justify myself. I just need to accept, oh, I need to probably raise my standards if I want to get closer to my ideals. That's a lot healthier for sure. I wanted to mention too that when you have a certain standard and you hang out with people who are higher or lower standard than you in that area, it's very easy for judgment to come in. If you hang out with that person who's incredible shape, I have one guy who's one of the top 10 fittest guys in Canada. He and I grew up together on the same street. Every single picture of him doing like monkey bars or whatever, he does those Spartan races. He has abs on the side of him, like on his ribs. Every part of him has abs. And then I feel my belly and I'm like, oh God, I have some work to do. But if you're a person who would like to achieve something in life, let's say sexual integrity, let's really get into sex. And you say, I want to quit. And you have a clear reason for wanting to quit porn, quit masturbating. But you hang out with people who are not there yet. 
it's very easy for them to be like, oh, you're a show off or like, you're going to fail. They want to pull you back down to their standard because if they're not well adjusted, it's easy for them to feel judged by your standards. If you have the wrong motivation for your own standards, it's also easy for you to judge people who don't have the same standards as you. You have to be careful for that, that your standards are for you alone. And even if this great ideal for this great purpose, it's for you alone, not to spread onto other people, but to just feed you. But be very wary of anybody who's trying to take you down to their level because you're too high standard. You will experience that the more that you rise up in life. There's always going to be people who, out of insecurity, want you to stop being so great because you're shining too brightly. Yeah. When your ideals and your standards are not aligned and you don't accept that process through honesty and actually work through it, that's where it feels contradiction inside yourself. Like you want something, but you're doing another thing. And I mean, the divine principle, the first part of the divine principle, it talks all about contradiction and the divine principle talks about okay this is how you can overcome your contradiction this is basically the goal of the divine principle and because contradiction feels terrible all of us have went through stages of life where we feel contradiction even the introduction it says that no being could survive the level of contradiction that human beings go through day by day imagine a bird living with the level of contradiction that a human has in their mind. They will not survive, mostly explode or something, you know? <laughs> Animals, they don't live with the level of contradiction that we are living. Having a dissymmetry between our ideals and our standards, in other words, not having integrity, it really sucks. It really makes our life miserable. So yes, we can live in justification, but it will not change that part. So people try to justify themselves so they can make their contradiction feel a little bit less strong. But sooner or later, it will always come back because it's in our nature. This is really worth working for. It really is. It's kind of life or death in terms of living in this world. If you don't have standards, you'll just accept a really poor quality life. If you have no food standards, it's very easy to not look at the ingredients on the package, on the label. And like America has ingredients that have been banned in pretty much every other country, you know? So you got to really be careful. Like what's in my food? Because it will impact you one day, whether you like it or not. But just in terms of general quality of life, if you don't start to define standards, then you'll never get to live a high quality life. And part of the presumption of being a child of God is that we have this infinite value. So why would we settle for anything less? It's only because that's what we're used to and it's only because that's what our standards allow for. And so in terms of high noon stuff, in terms of sexual integrity, I really see there's a crisis, honestly, of people who just refuse for some reason, one reason or another, to raise their standards. They know what to do. Thanks to books like Unwanted and all these great resources that we have, all these podcast episodes, like all the workshops that we do, it becomes pretty clear to anybody who's been around for a while what they need to do. But they're so used to their standard. Their ideals aren't crystallized enough. They're not enticing enough. They're not inviting enough for them to want to raise their standards 
And because of that, they're stuck at the level that they're at, staring far away at their standards that seem like it's never going to happen. And so you have these people who have been working on their sexual integrity sometimes for years, not really making any progress just because they're a slave to this very low standard. And that's something that I've been really troubled by in the past few weeks in particular. I got into some great conversations when we were in New Jersey about what is it that causes somebody to finally flip the switch and just say enough is enough. Oh, I don't want to live in this mud. I want to go up at least out of the gutter to street level and wash myself off and then start to build my life one level at a time. But so many people are really stuck in the gutter. And as much as they hate it, it's what they're used to. And they just feel like, well, is it really worth getting out of the gutter? And I don't have an answer for what it takes because it seems like it's different for everybody. But I wish that upon everybody that they can at least challenge themselves to try to get out of the gutter at the very least. Yeah. True father and true mother, every time that they're going to start to a new providence or start to do some big project, they always took time off, time separate. And I'm not talking about like one hour. I'm talking about like days. If you think about it, true father in the first 40 years, he spent so much time only meditating, didn't even share to anyone that he was a messiah or anything, right? He really went deep internally himself even when he went to south korea after north korea the first thing he went was to go to a buddhist temple to ground himself again internally but then later when the providence started to go and everything it was very busy he found the best hobby to meditate and keep him in silence where he can actually ground himself which was fishing every time before a big providential announcement or a stage will start he will go and fish for 70 days before even starting that providence and then after that it comes up okay we're gonna do this and that and that and that but he spent so much time really going deep on himself really grasping that inspiration grasping that ideal and then after true father passed away she spent three years in deep meditation and processing and connecting with prayer with God and True Father about the direction of the providence. So I feel like it's not that taking time off and self-care, right? It's really like taking time to connect with what your ideal and really go deep internally because without that fuel, we're not going to go too far. That's a really good point. I don't think we give ourselves that much time. And so we try to fight stress by making goals out of stress instead of stopping and recalibrating. This is a really important conversation to look at the main areas of your life that you say you care about, to look at your standards and to be like, do you have standards that reflect the person that you want to be in those areas, that you'd be proud of being? And are they taking you closer to your ideals, to a life of harmony, like Karina was mentioning, a life of power, you know, all that good stuff. And if not, why are you settling and how are you settling and what, what do you need to do to adjust your standards? And that's part of what it means to roll with high noon. That's why some people think, you know, I can just take one quarter and then I'll just stop watching porn and then I'll be done. But no, this is a lifelong pursuit. Sexual integrity is an active pursuit 
of always being in line with your ideals. Even into marriage, into old age, there's always work to be done. So any last words, Karina, before we head out? No, really, really fun to be here. And I hope to hear you on your experience in this area. And if you have any story that you would like to share with us, please send us an email or message or record a video that we can post somewhere. Yeah, let us know in terms of your standards. Definitely. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's happening, but their standards are raising because they might not be able to quantify it as easily. But when you hang around people who are living with intentionality, they're doing it constantly and proactively. Your standards can't help but be raised. Either you rise to the level of the people around you or you leave those group of people. So just keep on hanging around, keep on working on your standards, and you'll be able to really help a lot of people. You can't raise other people to a standard that you're not living at yet. Yeah, but be careful when you leave that environment. If you allow yourself to come back to your old standards, there's a rule of two days rule. For two days in a row, you're not doing your standards, then it's so easy to fall back, to go back to your life. Yeah, so yeah. if in two days in a row, you don't work out, then it's so easy to not do it for a week or a month. One rule that you can have is a two days rule. Don't allow yourself to lower your standards more than two days in a row because if not, you're going to lose them. <laughs> yeah. Precious little babies. You got to take care of those standards. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by, Karina. Thanks everybody for listening. See you next time. Hey, before you go, I wanted you to consider checking out High Noon Connect. So if you go to our website, highnoon.org, you'll notice, first of all, we have a brand new website, which is beautiful. And also, you'll notice that there's the opportunity to join High Noon Connect. The essence of what High Noon is morphing into is a community. We are better together, and sexual integrity involves other people, okay? If you're struggling with pornography, you need the help of brothers and sisters, of people in a community dedicated to helping lift you up. And even if you're not, if you're in a relationship and you just want more intimacy, more love, more joy, or if you're single and you just want to be a person that can live according to their values in the area of sexuality and you want to be around a group of people who are fighting in the same way, then please go to highnoon.org and sign up for High Noon Connect. There's a free version and a paid version. We want to make this as accessible as possible. And we're a nonprofit, so we're not trying to make a buck here. We're just trying to create a community off of Facebook that gives a focused conversation, focused energy, focused attention on building sexual integrity as a cultural intention. So go to highnoon.org. We'll see you there. Thank you.